morning. Not church, not religion, not pastor, but hungering for God. To hear from God, to get a touch from God. Do not make this place ordinary. This place is not ordinary. It's a supernatural place. This is where God comes and meets his people. Where his people come by faith and reach out to God. When you do that, something happens. Remember that song, something supernatural will happen in this place. Don't be in here, oh ho-hum. Hope he's not too long. We have many issues here today that need to be resolved by the hand of God and he can do them all. He can take care of all of them today. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this morning, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And God, I know we are guilty of making the supernatural ordinary, common, Lord. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that the Spirit of Almighty God would come in such a way, Lord, that the strongest non-believer would be shook to the core today. Lord, by the presence of Almighty God and by the holiness of God. Father, I pray now in the name of the Lord that the Spirit of God would come. Lord, and you would chase out all doubt, all unbelief. Lord, that you would handle the enemy who plays with our mind. And God, I pray that today we would step out and trust Almighty God. Lord, we wouldn't worry about anything else. Just simply step out and trust God. Place a little grain of mustard seed of faith in the heart of your people today. No matter how big the Goliath or Goliaths are, one little grain of mustard seed of faith will topple them all. That's how awesome our God is. Have your way, Lord. We trump nothing up. We do not hype it up. We just glorify the living God today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. How are you this morning? Good. All right, let's hear. Let's hear what God has to say. Matthew 18, 3. We're going to start here. And you know, I, I believe that we as Christians, um, according to the Word of God, the best we can, I, I believe we just make serving God so difficult, uh, so hard. And it, it's always why the Lord, I think, reminds us, unless you come as a little child. You know, like a l- little child not inhibited by anything, not embarrassed, just like a little while ago. I think it was Molly, right? Little Molly. She knows you all you're out there. She didn't care. She just ran right across the front to get to her grandma, whom she loves. And I think that's what we need to do. Just simply act like Molly and run to this altar to the Lord who loves us. And like Grandma was with open arms as Molly came, so will your Lord be like that. Your God, don't make it so difficult this morning. Listen, let me tell you something. God knows you're a mess up. Okay? He just does. 
What's he call you in the Bible? Dust. You're but dust. So he knows that we can't handle anything, figure things out, because he told us in the Word of God, God simply says, without me, what can you accomplish? Say it louder. Say, say, I can do nothing. All right, so you can't. So don't pretend you're good, holy, and righteous today. You're not. What's the Bible say about your heart? Oh, it's desperately wicked. Not just wicked. You are desperately, look, back up. We are desperately wicked. And the Lord will still move out of his love for you today. So I pray that you listen and I pray that you step out and just simply trust God and see what God does. Goodness gracious. Matthew 8, 3 through 4 says this. And said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as a little child. Not some Einstein in the things of God. Not some Greek philosopher memorizes the Bible back and forth. Unless you come like Molly. Just come like a little child and run to me with your arms open, he says. You're not going to figure everything out. You don't have a corner on truth, nor does God expect you to. But he does expect you to come to him as a little child. He says, if not, you shall not even enter in the kingdom of heaven because we make it so difficult. We make it so hard. It can't be this easy, right? You mean me, 68, I can just come and run like moly to the Lord? Yes! Yes, just run to him with all your problems and situations and stuff. Verse 4 said, Whosoever then shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest are you listening to the Word of God? When you humble yourself like that little child that runs to her grandma, and you do that in, in running to God, God says that's the greatest thing in the kingdom of God. Because people do, well, if I do that, I look silly. If I run there like that and... And I look like a little dumb child, and, and, and people will know, obviously, then I have problems, and oh, please. <clears throat> so I believe we make this Christian walk way too hard, way too hard. And, and Naaman, do you know who Naaman is? Naaman did that. We're going to look at his life and compare it to us. So it says, 2 Kings 5.1, Naaman was a big shot. He liked to be known as a big shot. He liked to have the preeminence and seats and all that kind of stuff. And you know how we are. We like to wear, you know, if you're graduating from high school or college, you like to be the one that has the 15 ropes around your neck and all the things around your sleeve because it shows you how smart you are. And the rest of you just come with a drab black outfit and they go, oh, him. Look at that person. And that, that's what we like as people. We want our own sheep parking lot. You know, if you get the Sheep of the Week parking lot, you bring me chocolate chip cookies. You always tell me I preached wonderful. You could park there for a week. Maybe I'll even call you up here. If you get me a good plow person who plows a lot, I'll bring you right up here and say, look, Tyler, he told me about this. We like stuff like that. We do. That's what we crave as people. It's the opposite with God. But here's Naaman. Now, Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria. That's what his position Big shot, commander of the entire army. He had all the leaves, all the clover, all the gold. Everybody went, yes, sir, and snap attention to Naaman, an honorable man in the eyes of his master. Because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria, 
He also was a mighty man of valor, but a leper. Now, we know that leper or leprosy is a type of sin spiritually, but also is a disease, a gross, terrible disease. And when we were in Hawaii, I might have mentioned this uh, last month or so, whatever it was, sitting there, Jonathan was pointing out that island over there, that island over there, and he says, you know, there's still a leper colony on that island. Still to this day, they would push them all over there because it was a feared disease. And the, the Bible uses this uh, leper here as an actual disease, but also as a spiritual disease. We all have been contaminated by this disease. So Naaman is in need of a miracle. There's no cure. No cure for your situation today. No cure for some physical ailment you have. The doctors laid it out. No cure for your marriage. Nothing works. No cure for your child ever coming back. Can't stand you, don't talk, haven't heard from him forever. No cure for that warped attitude your loved one has, your wife has, your husband has. No cure. So we need miracles today. Second Kings 5, 5 says this, And the king of Syria said, Go now. And this is how man-made stuff, this is what we do. And I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten changes of clothing. That's what we do. We don't just simply trust God. We try to get a letter. You need, you, you need a job. You need a good job. You try to find somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. So that you can maybe get a job, maybe get a foothold of a type of a job. And then you come with all this bribing, all this, Lord, if you do this, then I will always do this. If you do that, I'll do this. If you do that, I'll give so much money. It's, it's just a crazy, unbelievable thing that we do in trying to just simply come by faith like Molly did to Grandma. When, when Molly saw Grandma, she didn't go, five, six, seven. I needed ten to come to Grandma. She didn't look at the money. She didn't look at how she was dressed. She didn't look at some present she had. She just ran and saw Grandma. That's how you're supposed to come to God this morning. And I know when the invitation comes, some of you won't because you'll still be caught up in all that stuff. It just can't be this simple or this easy. So he brought the letter to the king of Israel. We'll see what good it did, which said, Now be advised, when this letter comes to you, that I have sent Naaman, my servant, to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. Man, man, would you please heal him of his leprosy? Listen, I am thankful. Listen to me. I am thankful for doctors and nurses. I go when I need to or have to, forced to. I'm thankful for them. They do their best, but it is God who does the healing. Whether through them or without them, it's God. So how would you like to have, be get, opening up that letter? Heal this person, please. Verse 7, it says, And it happened when the king of Israel read the letter, that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God? It's crazy how he knew. He knew who could do this. Am I God to kill and make alive? Am I? And Pastor Joe, right now, because I'm bringing this message, is it up to me? What happens with you when you respond to the call? 
Am I God? Is it my hand that better touch you? Oh, no. Oh, Bruce. We're crazy. And he says, am I God? Did I can heal you of this leprosy? He said, therefore, please consider, see how he seeks a quarrel with me. So it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the king saying, what's going on? Have you done this? Please let me come to me. Please let him come to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. That's my whole desire this morning is, please, Lord, let them know that you're a God that still reigns today. Let them know, Lord Jesus. Let them sense it and feel. I don't care whether they see anything or have one goose. I don't care. Let them know, God. Let them know that you're still alive and you move behind the scenes, obviously in front of everybody, whatever it takes. Let them know, Lord Jesus. Encourage. That's been my prayer this week. Lord, encourage them. Encourage the down and outers. So it was with Elisha, the man of God heard that the king of Israel torn his clothes. He sent to the king saying, why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me and he'll know a prophet is in Israel. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. So here comes Naaman, the captain, probably in all his garb. And you know, anybody that's important has got to have a, a, a posse or whatever they call them. And he's got to have guards and people with little things in their ears and guns in their, because they're, uh, they're important, apparently. So here he goes off to Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored to you and you shall be clean. Now let me get this right. Naaman's gone for what reason? To be healed, to be touched by the power of God. So he goes to the king and the king lets him know, what the heck, you think I'm God? And so the man of God heard, he says, come to me. So he goes to the man of God, the man of God sends a message, you shall be healed. Right? I'm not adding anything there. Verse 11, Naaman becomes furious. The guy who's covered with leprosy, you understand what that is? Your fingers fall off, your toes fall off, your ears fall off. This disease eats your skin. Somebody who's being eaten up with bitterness and hatred and rebellion or hopelessness or depression or some stupid God-forsaken habit eating you up. We become furious. We become, Naaman became furious because it wasn't done the way Naaman wanted it to be done. You see, God's in the humbling. He is. Humbling's good for you. Humble pie is probably the best pie and the only pie we should serve at the fair. It really should be. Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself. Don't we do a lot of that? There's a lot of that going on right now. I think, I forget who it was, just said, it might have been Avid. He said, wouldn't it be cool if, the, if your little, whatever you're thinking or saying, pops up in a little bubble above you? And I could read it. 
right now, I'd probably go, oh, Ruth, don't look. I'd probably go, oh, what that person's thinking. This is what he, but Naaman became furious and went away. And he, indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me because you know who I am. I mean, I'm not coming to God. Hey, if Molly wants me, she got I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go to Molly. This is what, what it was. He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God. Wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Some big show. Oh, God is moving right now. Some big dumb show. Some Hollywood guy's got to go through his scene. And you want to be the recipient of called up here. TV cameras watching. It's a bunch of hogwash. It is. It really is. Wave his hand over the place. Pastor, will you call me up front? Verse 12 says, and he tells about dipping in the river, right? So he comes up with his own rivers. He says, these rivers are much more cleaner and they're around my house. They're close to me. Better than all the waters of Israel. Could, I, could not I wash in them and clean? Can't you just touch me in the bedroom? Can't I just spill out my filthy heart in front of you and you just touch me in a privacy? He could. And he has. But at times, God wants you to come to Him openly, unashamedly. <clears throat> so He turned and went away in a rage. God, this is just crazy. We all have this heart of Naaman. We all have it. Look, He said, you'll be clean. So He turns away in a rage. And there's probably, not trying to be gross, more skin falling off His body. As he turns away mad from the one who said, I will. Don't tell me you don't get mad at God. You do. And you usually get mad at God because he didn't do it your way, when you wanted it, and how you wanted it. And that's what Naaman is doing right now. Getting furious as his body's being eaten up with the incurable disease called leprosy or sin in your heart. And a servant came near and spoke to him and said, My father, the prophet had told you to do something great. Wouldn't you not have done it? How much more than when he says to you, wash and be clean. If there was something you had to do that everybody could see and everybody would really go, Man, Naaman, I want to be like Naaman. You would have done it. This is what, how we act, what's in it that we can get some type of glory. We rob God of his glory all the time. 14 says, so he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Now, we have had a lot of little sweet babies born lately, and some more coming. Now, if they're not mine, I usually don't hold them. But I usually just put my finger this way and rub their little cheek. I mean, there's nothing like soft, brand new skin. Try it. Next time, one, somebody in your family just 
turn your hand this way, because that's what Tim used to tell me when he would do cars. No, no, you don't feel this way. You feel it this way. Do it. And then do it to your face. Yeah, there's nothing more sweet and precious. And God says, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'll do to you today. No matter what your situation is. No matter what you're going through. Don't you have faith to come and Almighty, we pray over you and you just turn away and believe Almighty God. That he'll do what he says. When? I don't know. When? How? Maybe immediately. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe next month. But he went down and dipped and he came out clean. And then he returned to the man of God, he and all his aides, and came and stood before him and said, Indeed, now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now therefore, please take a gift from your servant. Again, still wanting to pay for it. But now he knew, and that's what God does. God wants you to know in the midst of your heartache, circumstance where you swear you're going to die or drown, it's only him that can help you. It's only him that brings you through it. And you will get up and you will glorify and testify to that. So Naaman took the trouble to go all the way to the house of Elisha, like you did today. In the past few Sundays have been rough. Elisha refused to give him a personal audience and simply sent a messenger this was to humble Naaman because he was full of pride. He was accustomed to being honored. And a lot of times, you and I are deep in pride. We just are. That's another thing flesh loves. We, we, we love that stuff. And all this stuff is damnable. And all this stuff will send you to hell. And the Lord will let storms come your way where you can't figure it out. Maybe you've been blessed with great intelligence and you can't figure it out. Maybe you've been blessed with finances and you can't pay it, pay it off until you just simply humble yourself and come to God like Molly ran across the altar to Grandma. I don't know how old Molly is. What, four, five, two? Two! I don't know. It seems like she's been around forever, Aaron. She does. Two years. How long have you been saved? Two years, Molly knew. There's one, two, four, six, eight, nine people in the front row. She pointed, she knew in her heart which one loved her and ran to her. Just counting that front row. At two. She wasn't standing over there wondering if I go over there, well, will Grandma hug me? She knew it. She knew she'd hug her and love her and kiss her. She wasn't over there like you and I saying, well, if I do that, what is God? Or, or maybe I'm not good enough. Or I didn't wear Grandma's dress. And will she? That's what we do. Instead of just coming to God. You're a mess. Your heart's desperately wicked. And you're dirt. Say that out loud. I'm dirt. Do you agree with that or not? It's in here. It's in the Word of God. I'm not calling you names. God says, hey, you're dirt. Ooh. You don't believe that? Well, you better read it if you don't. Find it and read it. Don't let that name and heart get inside of you. 
So he says, go wash in the Jordan seven times. And we know that seven has completion, all those number stuff. Get away from that. Forget that. All right? Just forget all that. This number means that. That number means. Forget it. Just make sure your name's written on the Lamb's Book of Life. Oh, that goofy. Run into the wall ministry. We need to have that. We just do. We make things so difficult. Look, it, go wash in the river seven times. That's all. You don't have to go. What does wash mean in the Greek? Do you understand what you do? This is what we do. Just go wash. Wash it. Just wash yourself. Simple, uncomplicated instructions. Yet Naaman's reaction it demonstrates that he was ticked. He was in a rage. It just says he was bummed out or upset or darn it. He was in a rage, the Bible says. An absolute rage. When God said, listen, God says, man, your skin will be like a newborn baby. For crying out loud. Did he even hear that? Do you even hear the word sometimes? I could be reading answers to situations in the word because I don't have them. It's in the word. And I could be just talking to somebody and I could be reading just trust all oh my the and I can feel in me there's a big yabbit coming. So then I deal with the yabbit over here. And you start and yet there's another one. You're just it's not like the word is not you're not listening to the word. You're not permitting it in to let it do what it's supposed to do. You're gonna have skin like a brand new baby. Yabbit! What do you mean, yeah, but that's what you wanted. That's what started this whole journey. It's as if he didn't even hear. And that's what I worry about us today. You think God's got to do some special something in some special way at some special time in front of a special group, wave his hand or something, call you out of the masses so everybody gets to see no, just run. You know what? When Molly came around the corner, I didn't even know she was there. She didn't walk up to the stage, pull my pant leg, and say, Pastor, watch me. I'm going to run all the way across the front, and I'm going to grab my memo. You want to talk to me? Talk to them about what I'm about to do? She wasn't looking to be the point of topic today. I wasn't sitting in my office going, ah, I'm going to make Molly run across the front right before I come there and use that as a, it just happened. Dipped. He says, go dipped. That means plunged into the River Jordan. Go and dive in. Signifying total obedience to the divine word of God. To what God says. Just go for it. Now look, we need the Spirit of God to move. We need miracles. We just do. I mean, I have a list of people. I've mentioned them to God quite often. I said, Lord, we need you to move once again. I'm not going to try to preempt Trump, do something, some weird thing. We just, we just need God to move on behalf of you and us. 
2 Corinthians 11.3 says this, But I fear, lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. The simplicity, just simply, Lord, so-and-so needs a touch from God. Simple. Just that simple. We need miraculous moves of God today, Lord. We just need them in the lives of people. Miracles of the mind. People's minds are messed up, Lord. Miracles of, of marriages, Lord Jesus. And friendships falling apart. And physical healings, Lord. People having sicknesses and disease and man attempting their best. But Lord, you are the one that can make it brand new. And the Lord tells us, you have not. Because you ask not. And then even if we ask, God says, you ask all messed up. You ask amiss. For Pete's sake. Just run across to me. Hold your arms out and I'll hold you. I didn't hear Molly say, Mimo. And she turned around and looked and said, If you have seven Tic Tacs, I'll come running over. There wasn't any conditions. Lifesaver, whatever. She just ran to the one she knew loved her. And to the one who, since she has been two, has taken care of her and loved her. Many do. But this one she pointed out and ran to her from the day one. Has God done that? Has God taken care of you from day one? Was it the Lord or was it the world that saw you born out into the field, laying in your placenta and picked you up, clenched you off, put salt on you, wrapped you and said live? Was it the Lord or was it the world that did that? It was the Lord that did that. It was God has taken care of you from day one. Why would he stop now? You know, we're supposed to get smarter as we get older. We don't. Listen, I, I'm not offending you, and if you're taking it that way, run into the wall a few times and then go back and sit down. Because that's, that's not what this is about. This is not about offending you. It's about getting you to receive from God. The older we get, the dumber we become. We make things so difficult. And you know that, who knows, if I'm living that long, I hope this doesn't happen. But if Molly's 17 and she's just a weird out teenager and she's not going to run across anymore. Because it looks stupid now. And all my 17-year-old buddies are watching me. That she hasn't gotten smarter. We become dumber when we get older. And it flows over into the things of God. The Lord does these tremendous things for you before you even really realize what's going on in the Word of God. you got to go buy a Bible because you never had one. And now that you have 20, nothing's going on. Because you've made it so hard you no longer will run across to Grandma. We need miracles. The church needs them. This church needs them. All kinds. I'm not just talking about physical. All kinds. Our nation needs a miracle. You need a miracle. I need a miracle. And we're sitting in what we call God's house. 
We call him Almighty God. Jehovah. There's no God like Jehovah. We sing these songs. Are you ready to run to him? Are you ready to simply take whatever is burdening you and run to Almighty God today? Like Molly ran to Grandma. Mark 10 says, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, you're not, you're not going to get it. You're, you're, you're just not. 116.6 says, The Lord preserveth the simple. Listen, I was brought low, and he helped me. Naaman was brought low. He probably had to take off all that stuff, all that cluster, all the metals, and go plunge. Naaman was brought low, and he came up with baby-like skin. An old Vietnam veteran had baby-like skin from God because he humbled himself and said, you're right, Pastor, I need help. I am fouled up in the mind, however, wherever you are. James says, you ask and you receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your own lusts. No. You know what? We're simply going to ask for the glory of God. That God receives the glory. <laughs> Hebrews tells us, God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to His own will. Now is this a supernatural place? The Bible's true. And God says, where two or three are gathered, there am I in the, in the midst. So right now, God is in the midst of all of our dumb problems. Ones we've caused, ones we didn't cause. It just blindsided me like a blitzing linebacker. I have no idea it was coming. Took a shot, fumbled the ball, everything's a mess. God will take care of it. I believe the Lord is still in the healing business. I do. I do, I do, I do. There isn't one situation in this room too difficult for our Lord to handle. Not one. Not one. So you don't, you don't have to be going, if I could only ask a question. It, it, it's not you. You're not the one that's going to stump God. It's not your problem. Not after all these thousands of years. And always kept his promise and always come through. Whether we know it or figured it out is not the point. You're not the one that's going to trip up God today. Not one of your problems are so far gone that it's too late for you. You might as well get up now and walk out. Because your situation is just so bad. Well, you don't understand. Even the doctor said, my situation is terminal. Whatever's supposed to be working isn't working. So, and I'm not making light of that. I'm just saying, so? What's that mean? What's that mean to you and Almighty? The one who 
spoke the world into existence. What's that mean to him? That a man he created went to school, I don't know, 8, 12 years after he graduated and tells him who lives in eternity that it's too bad for that person. It, it doesn't make any sense. John says this, Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in the Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. Now, I don't know if you like history and stuff. I kind of do. Geology, they're over there digging. They found that porch. They found five porches. They found the pool. They went, well, if this is the pool, there has to be five porches. They kept digging. One, two, all the way to five. They found them. Confirming what this always says. This is true. <laughs> In these porches lay a great multitude of sick people. Listen to them. Blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. Me too. I'm not the water mover. I'm not the water mover. But I'm going to declare the water still moves. For an angel went down at a certain time. Could be today. Could be this morning. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Whatever disease. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity. 38 years. That's pretty long. That's a pretty long time to have that infirmity. And when Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time and said to him, do you want to be made well? Oh, that is a huge question. You understand? Folks, a lot of you like being sick. No, oh, how did, what do you mean? That is the stupidest. No, you get attention. Yeah. We like being sick. Ask any doctor. You start going in and they go, hi, Joe and Ruth. How's Jennifer? They start naming your kids. You know, you've been here a lot. Now, I know that we, some of us just have some sickness issues more than others. I understand that. But some also like being well or like being sick. Like being sick. You like it. You might deny it. all, But the Lord right here says, dude, it's been 38 years. Now, think of it. It's been 38 years. He's crippled. He can't move. And the Lord says, do you want to be well? So do you want a touch from God today? Honestly and truly, you search your heart before God. You, do you want to? Or do you like what this infirmity, the attention that it gives you through others or whatever? You figure that one out between you and God. But some people like being sick. I believe that. I know it. The sick man answered and said, Sir, I have no man to put me in the pole when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, another steps down before me. And so the Lord says this to him, Rise up! Get up! Take your bed and walk. 
So the Lord's telling him to do something. Listen, that it's absolutely impossible for him to do. 38 years he's been paralyzed, shriveled up limbs. Nothing's working. God says, get up! And at times, that's got to get in you. Not just another oracle, another this. I know where we're going now. Pastor's made it clear enough. No, you got to get up! And stand up and say, Lord! It's not a hype. It's not a loud voice. It's entrusting Almighty God. And step out and trust Him. No, you don't deserve it. But God still does it. Still moves because He loves us. It's all through the Word of God. Something happens. Supernatural. You stand. Jesus told a man to do what he could not do, Roger. Being paralyzed. It was impossible for him to rise and take up his bed. But God said, do it! Just like you and I. And I ain't worrying about the results. Immediately, it says, the man was made well, took his bed. At a certain time. I don't understand that and I don't care. All I do is I see it in the Word of God. That it's still real. And I'm not going to my grave not believing in miracles and the power of God. Right. Believing my eyes over the Word of God. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to believe in the power of God and the Word of God. 38 years my husband's been a jerk. I don't care. Stand up, God says. Step out. This is a supernatural place where supernatural things happen. This is the place where God moves and meets His people. This is the place where God will touch somebody with power from on high. This is the place where hearts change. Marriages get healed. Physical healings take place. This is the place. God, listen, God does things we can't. He does things we can't. The Bible tells us we can't do anything. You didn't come here because you're a God-fearing, serving Almighty. No, it was God that drew you here today. You can't just do that. God did it. God did it. And so we're going to pray. We're going to pray again today. We're going to pray for Roger's situation, Jason Revenal's situation. If you dare to step out, Dana's situation, all these situations, Sandy here, no, I don't know, but step out. Bring Bella up here because you're the grandma and you love her so much. We'll see what God does. In all your other situations, your scrambled minds, we get scrambled minds for being brought up goofy at times. Dysfunctional families mess us up. Fathers who fail to be fathers mess us up as children. Mothers who abandon us, we get messed up. Yet God can put it all together. Listen, like brand new skin. Just like I would go like this and Tim would say, nah, 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 go like this. You, feel, you can feel more imperfections, I believe, is what he told me. It was a long time ago. 
You go like this. You can feel this way. You don't feel, but this way you can. Oh, that's smooth. Stand up, everybody. Um, I need Bruce and Daryl because I'm expecting you guys to move. I'm expecting you to step forward, Bruce, Daryl. There's lots of oil here. Adam, I think my son Jason's. Yeah, go pound on that door and get him out, please. Jason, grab some oil. We're going to start praying for people. Look, pray. Pray. Do you understand? That's our weapon. This is not like a uh, prayer. No, this is our weapon. This is what we have, and this is what God, look, it's full. It's our big gun, and God is just saying, pull the trigger. Just pull the trigger today. Go find somebody who needs prayer. Find these guys, Adam, Bruce. They're going to anoint you with oil like the Word of God says. Daryl, uh, where's Chase? Can Chase here today? Get Chase, get Jason out of there. Who else? Play your music, please. Whoever you are, wherever you are, you got to make it known, okay? That I need a touch from God today. I do. Find some oil. Pray for somebody.
Raise your hand if you need a new heart. God's in to give a new hearts. He'll do it. A brand new heart. One you have just fails you over and over. You just don't, just can't get it, can't jump start it. God will give you a brand new heart if you ask him. I believe it. But you got to ask. You can't be like Naaman. You got to be like Molly. Run right across.
worship, church. Don't stand there. You've got to just worship. Lord will inhabit the praises of his people. Saints down here with hearts broken, needing things, needing a touch from God. Somebody lift your hands as we celebrate the greatness of our God.
Hallelujah, God. God is amazing to me, Lord God, as we sat here and sung that song, Lord God. All I could think of, God, is the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it and are safe. God, there is, a, there is literally a name, God, for every situation that we go through, Lord God. For the lost, Lord, you're the redeemer, Lord God. For the sick, God, you are a healer, God. And Father, you are a father to the fatherless, Lord God. And I just thank you so much, God for the, the mercy that you've shown us, God. I thank you, Lord God, that your grace is sufficient for me, God. Father, I pray, Lord God, over every situation, Lord God, that, that, that is going on in this church, God. I pray, Lord God, for, for sickness to be healed, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, for addictions, Lord God, to be just trampled on, God. I pray, Lord God, that we would realize, Lord God, the place that you have set us in, Lord God. There is royalty flowing through our veins, God. And I just pray, Lord God, that, that as we go, Lord, about our day, Lord God, as we uh, continue through this day, Lord, I just ask, God, that that we would just continue, Lord, to, to bless your name, God, to give you praise, Lord. Father, I pray, Lord God, that, that you would give us peace, God, uh, over our situations, God. And I just ask, God, that, that as we uh, are at home with our families, Lord God, that we would just continue, Lord God, to, uh, to praise your name, Lord. God, keep us safe, Lord God, as we go, Lord God. I ask, God, that we would come back tonight, Lord God, ready to worship you, God, and ready to hear from you again, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen.